everybody, and welcome to this Wednesday edition of Megan Fun of Sports. It is All-Star Week, and I am Megan Connolly, joined as always by the beautiful and talented mother, Megan Gailey. How are you wow. doing? Oh, I'm good. I'm loving this, um, like, melon hat you have on. Super yes. cute. Um, you look is, vi- um, I just can't believe you thought you wouldn't look good at Wimbledon. Like, this is hot, like... Like, a hot casual look. Hot cash. So I just came from getting my hair tinfoiled, which, in other words, is getting your hair highlighted, which is probably the most boring day. I get it done every six weeks. It takes over three hours. And you (gasps) sit there and just wait. And there's only so much you can talk to your hairdresser about. And I do not have the patience to wait through the blow dry. So every single time I go, you don't have to dry me. And plus they charge you an arm and a leg for that freaking blow dry. And where am I going? Nowhere. So I just put a hat on my head and walk right out the door. Wow. I truly feel blessed that I am not a girl, yet woman, who gets her hair colored. I kind of wish I never started. So all of you ladies at home that are debating getting blonde highlights, just know that it is a commitment that you will have to devote yourself to for the rest of your life. And very expensive. Yes! Um, so I have been really busy. I feel like I've been in and out of sports, mostly out. My son, my little sweet boy, did get to listen to his first episode of PTI because um, I was driving in the car and listened to the podcast. So that was very exciting for me. What, to was, be- what was his reaction? Nothing. Um, but I'm like, this is Uncle Tony and Uncle Michael. So just, you know, and he listened to it every day when he was inside of me because I listened to their podcast every day. So that was exciting. But that was all the way last week. I, uh, when I was looking at the rundown, I go, we're going to have to pretend that I just woke up from a coma and Megan is letting me know what happened because I've been... <laughs> I've just been in a fog. I've been in a fog. A lot of a lot of moving parts happening in Mama Meg's life. Well, this is very exciting. Moving parts, including, yet you are moving. You and TJ bought a house. So congratulations to our mother, Megan. Baby, now house. You're really doing big things here. Really growing up. Really growing up. And I said, wow, the house that Pussy Jokes and Blue Diamond Almonds purchased. So really amazing. Do you, I just I just realized there's a little baby LeBron onesie hanging behind right me. Right over <laughs> Megan's right shoulder, there's a tiny yeah, right. LeBron James onesie hanging right on the door. It's so cute. It's perfectly placed. It almost looks like you put it there on purpose. I know. Well, I CJ was doing a Michelle Beatles podcast, actually. And um, so he hung it up for her benefit, I think. And I just was like, oh. Look at it. It's really cute. It's really cute. So, good news for you. While you've been in a coma, sports have been going on, but not really. This past weekend was the British Open. Cam Smith won. It was at St. Andrews. I mean, they were like 18 under, I believe he won with. 18 or 19 under. 20 under. I'm not sure. I mean, it it was crazy. These golfers were ridiculous. And plus, there were bunkers that were like five feet deep. I don't know how you get out of that bunker because, and I will, I will get to that later with my moron of the week. It is golf related. There's been okay. some NBA news. It's a lot of rumors. It's a lot of off season stuff. We are waiting for NFL season to begin. I just today activated some of my fantasy leagues. Really excited about that. Really excited to dive into some of the prep. Wow. And obviously we are in baseball season right now. The all-star game is going on in your backyard. 
I in know. LA. Um, so that's exciting. When people listen to this, the All-Star Game will have already have happened, and we're going to talk about the Home Run Derby today. And we're going to touch on a little bit of NCAA football because there's some NIL drama going on. But before we do that, do you have a moron this week that you want to touch on? Yeah, you know, my moron is, as my time winds down at um, this house that I've called home for three and a half years, got married when we were in this house, spent a pandemic in this house, had a baby in this house, so a lot of wonderful memories, have loved it dearly. I, um, I hate my street, you know, and the thing is, it's a fine street, everyone is nice, but once you, like, know you're moving, then you're, like, this place. And so that that has started mm-hmm. for me. And we live at the base of a very, very tall hill. And people just fly down it. I think I've mentioned this before. Flying down the hill. And then we're about the second or third house in from a very busy street. And people drag race on it. People drag racing at 10 a.m. on a mm-hmm. Sunday. And it's like, what? It, wh- why, why are we doing this? This is so stupid. Mean scares me and it's not even because I have a baby it's like this is inappropriate for all humans big or small and I just I'm just over it I do have a neighbor who parks five cars on the street it's just a nightmare it's just a nightmare and I'm ready I'm ready to be done with it so I guess it's kind of a cor- a Karen a cor- a Corinne well you know that I think a nice Karen is a Corinne um, like a Karen for good. That's what I call myself, a Corinne. Um, a pretty name. Thank you. Megan, who's your moron of the week? Well, yesterday I went golfing, and I have to be careful telling this story because I golfed with a coworker who is a dear friend. We interned together for the Cape Cod Baseball League, so this friend has known me for a long time. And we went golfing yesterday, just the two of us here in Orlando, and I don't want to say that he was cheating, but I am positive, 100% positive, that I played much better than him. And so at the end, you know how there gets to a game of golf when you're kind of like, hey, what'd you get on that one? And you know it was really bad for the person, and you're like, yeah, I'm not going to ask. We're just playing nine. We're just friends out here. We're here for fun. I'm not going to keep his score, but I'm going to keep my own score. So I'm keeping my own score. And so at the end of the round, we go to get lunch, and I said, so what'd you end up shooting? And he says, oh, I shot a 46. I'm like, well, I shot a 48, so you're full of shit. Like, there's no way. But I didn't say that, but I thought it. Because I know that I was better than him. I beat him on almost every hole except for the third hole when I ended up in a bunker and just couldn't get out. And decided, you know what, this ball's going in my pocket. Because it took me forever to get out. And then finally I got out and I was all the way on the other side of the green. And I said, you know what, I'm over. pocket, taking a double bogey. But that was my only blow-up hole. And he had several blow-up holes that I think were double bogeys. And I just know there's no way that he beat me. But he claims he did. I don't even know how to handle this situation. So, I think as you know, I played high school golf. And high school golf and high school tennis, there's no anything. You're just a child out there um, trying to be honest. And there was a girl on our team who would cheat so egregiously that our coach had me be paired with her and I would have to keep track of her score. 
And so she'd be like, I got a seven. And I'd have to be like, you got a nine. And she'd be like, no. And I'd have to go, okay, well, you, that, 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 that. And it was like, I truly didn't care. But I think they didn't, like, I just was like, I'm not trying to be a narc. You know, that's yeah. not, that's not who I am in my nature. But I think he didn't want other teams to be upset with us because it is like four things. Yeah. And so it was like my job to like police her. And I was the worst one on the team. So it's like, you know, I'm being like, you got a nine while I'm over here at circle 10 every hole. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like, bitch, why are you coming for me? You know, you're jealous. But yeah, I think it's. Some people, it just really... Now, was he putting out on everything? Because, no, like... No, we're generous. I mean, I give putts, but the thing... The rule about giving putts, and for anybody who doesn't know this, you should be the moron every single week. If I say that's good, it doesn't mean, like, oh, that counted, now I got a four. It means, like, no, that's good, add one, you got a five. Yeah, yeah, because you're, you we would have to hit it in. Yeah, like, I and trust you're just you to gi- make that it's tiny a gimme. little putt, so you... Yeah. You get that. It's not like, oh, it doesn't count. No, I'm giving you the next one that you don't have to do because I gave it to you. See, and my dad, he does not like to putt. Like, he'll be like, that's a gimme, and he'll do it to me. And I love to feel and hear this sensation of the ball going in the hole. Mm -hmm. So even when someone gives me a gimme, it's like, I would still like to do it because that's what I'm here for. You know, like, if I'm not even getting the ball in the hole, then what the fuck am I out here doing? Well, if it's, we have a rule, Andrew and I, when we play, it's, Par and birdie putts, you have to putt no matter what. Okay. Okay. But other ones that are close, if someone says that's good, I'm like, you know what? You trust me. I'm just going to take your word for it and put that ball in my pocket and not embarrass myself. Thank you. (sighs) Did you get it? But I I know he was cheating. So if anybody has anything um, to, any advice to offer for me in this situation. I guess you could count and then confront him. Do you want to do that? Nope. Right? So I think, but what you could do is you could count and not confront him. And when he says he got a 46 in your mind, you go, you got a 52. And then you know. what he shot. And then you beat him. You know? And he played the day before with, like, some of the guys and then was playing with me. And listen, I, this is how I explain myself for golf. I'm not good, but I'm not bad. I'm, I'm. I'm there, you know. I yeah, they're having a nice time. Bogey golf. Every couple holes, I get a par, and I love it. Every once in a blue moon, I get a birdie, and I'm on top of the world. But I'm by no means good at golf. But I'm serviceable. I'm not good, and I'm not bad. I am terrible. Um, very bad. Whacking it around. Get frustrated. Get bored. <laughs> I mean, really. I get hot. I get tired. I'm just not. I'm not a joy. Um, Eddie, what what, or who is your Morin of the Week? So mine's a late ad, and it's going to be a sports-related one, but I did watch the Derek Jeter documentary last night, part one. And, oh, I did too. And we can talk about it. Yes, later. And I, you guys will get into it. And I, you know, obviously as a Yankees fan, I'm wearing a Yankees hat now. I, I loved yeah. it. I when it ended, I wanted more, but luckily there's a new part coming uh, Thursday. So anyway, I watched it, and like the negative feedback this is getting, it's like, why is Derek Jeter get a documentary? Why did seven parts? Whatever it is, it's like, well, number one, 
he was the face of the franchise on the best team in all sports. Like, he was the face of the dynasty. Whether you want to agree with this or not, he's a Hall of Fame player. He's a great baseball player. And also, if you just love baseball, the footage they have of him, like, in Michigan, in the minor leagues, in that era, and I grew up, I was born in 92, so seeing him, like, pre-draft and, like, those minor league years before he became the Yankees in 95, like, that's very special. So all these, like, curmudgeons who don't like it, it's like, the guy's a recluse. He doesn't do interviews. So getting him to speak on this, is a huge deal in sports. So there's just so many reasons why uh, a regular baseball fan should love this. And I, I get it. I get it. If you're a Sox fan or an AL East team, that's not the Yankees. You hate them. But this is a special documentary, and I, I love the first part. So anyone who's uh, against it is a total moron. I agree with you, Eddie. Here's the reality, too. If you don't like it, you don't have to watch it. Totally. That Not everything is made for everyone to like. Part of what makes the world fucking normal and fun is that we get to pick and choose like grown-ups. So it's like, yeah, there's a lot of stuff on TV I don't like. If I liked everything on TV, I wouldn't have a child because I would not have time to raise him. So just go back and watch your Red Sox World Series video you got from Sports Illustrated or watch Fever Pitch and get out of Eddie's damn business. Amen. Listen, Boston fans, I love you. I married one of you. I spent an abundance, I don't know if that's the right word, I spent a ton of time with all of you, but can you just let somebody else have a minute for just uh, it's so annoying. a second, this is, please? This is you how... got your Patriots, you got all your documentaries, they're all coming out later, you got a million books, you know, Celtics were just in the finals, relax. You've got enough. You've got enough. Um, okay, so my mensch of the week, this is also a late edition, and I did want to make it sports because... I never make anything on the show sports. Um, when we were driving home from our baby play date that we just came from, I saw one of my favorite sights you can ever see, the Goodyear blimp. Oh my gosh. And I don't know if it's the Indiana in me. When I see that Goodyear blimp, I go, we've got an event happening. And I know that it's in town for the all-star game, but it's like, 11 a.m. Like, it's like, I don't know why the Goodyear blimp's up and away. I don't know if they're doing a test run. But once, when I was driving between here and Long Beach, I believe, I saw the Goodyear blimp, I saw the Goodyear blimp parked, like, where it lives, the Goodyear blimp's home, and I truly got tears in my eyes. Like, I was like, this is exciting. Um, So I, I do believe its home is somewhere in Southern California, and... I just, I love it, and it makes me feel like something exciting is happening. So, to whoever created the Goodyear blimp, you are my mensch of the week. My mensch of the week is LeBron James, because he showed up and played in the Drew League. And not only did he show up and play in the Drew League, but he dropped 42 points. (laughs) It's the first time we've seen a healthy LeBron in a long time. For those of you who don't know what the Drew League is, it's a summer league that is historic. It takes place in Southern California. Players like LeBron don't typically show up there. So for LeBron Mm -hmm. to show up, this was a big deal. Teamed up with DeRozan. And the funniest thing about this whole thing is that the Drew League commissioner said that Kyrie Irving was supposed to show up. Guess who didn't show up? Kyrie Irving. Surprising to no one. Yeah. So CJ was going to go. He's been to the Drew League before. Loves it. You know, it's hard to even explain um, why he goes. But there's like a punch. He loves, like, there's a whole... um, a whole a life around it and um, a whole culture. I mean, a whole culture around it. And so I 
for many various reasons, he did not go. And it was mostly because I said, you cannot go. Um, and then we ended up seeing the house that we now purchased. So I do feel justified that I said he could not go to the Drew League. And especially so that since Kyrie did not show up. But the footage, I mean, it's so funny, the video coming out of it. It's like cell phone video. And, and, and they're playing it on SportsCenter like it is the finals. Um, but it's also 42 points on like street ball guys. So it's, it's fun and exciting. And the gym looked packed and you saw the cell phones going, but it is, it's a little silly too. Thank God your offer got accepted on that house because yeah. if CJ missed LeBron James playing in the Drew League, I don't know if your marriage would continue. He went, to, he left me and his child to go to summer league last week. He's seen enough basketball. He does enough. Okay. He, he sees enough basketball, basketball. I don't know if you saw, he made a mixtape of Conrad doing a Euro step. And in addition to the Photoshop of Conrad dunking the basketball. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Oh, I can't wait to watch this mixtape videos. <laughs> <laughs> Keeping with NBA basketball players, your favorite NBA star, Tyler Hero revealed his new chest test. <laughs> Did you see this picture of it? Oh, I saw it because I was actually at CJ's work yesterday and one of his coworkers was showing me additions on his house. And then he scrolled so far he got to Tyler Hero's chest tattoo. <laughs> Yucky. My favorite part about this chest tattoo, and I need to pull it up right here so that I can communicate what is illustrated. Um, Tyler Hero tattoo. Um, it is the placement of the eyes of the tiger and then the, his nipples right below the eyes. <laughs> I think that was a poor design there by Tyler Hero. I think the eyes should have aligned with the nipples a little bit better uh, just so that it, it looked more fitting on his body. But the text on the tattoo says no work, Ew. no check. It looks like tiger's eyes. There is a cross in between the eyes. Nipples are below the eyes. And then beneath the cross, it says 2000, which I think is the year that he was born, which is scary. Insane. Totally insane. I, as I'm, as I'm watching this, I, the cross looks like some sort of weird nose. Like I used to love the show Ink Master <laughs> as someone who has no tattoos and no plans of getting them. I just like loved them ripping apart people's tattoos. I don't understand why he didn't make his nipples the eyes. That's what I'm saying. Yes, the put some eyes lashes. Above the nipples are <laughs> very weird because it almost looks like the tiger has a weird mole or birthmark beneath the eyes. Uh, he's gross. Um, and yeah, so it's interesting. A lot of this was already there. The cross was there. The no work, no check was already there. And then he incorporated this cause I, you, I have Google images up. Um, and so no work, no check was the very first one. I'm also seeing as I, as I have this incredible Tyler hero tattoo, Google image page up that someone got a tattoo of his snarl. Hmm. I hope it wasn't a Heat fan, because I don't think Tyler Hero is going to be on the Heat that much longer. Well, but you know sports fans, they just can't help themselves. They get the worst tattoos, and then they're left to live with the consequences. It's like, so I, if, 
If there's a program to buy back jerseys because people get traded so much, maybe don't get a tattoo. There should be a tattoo removal program. Yeah. Sponsored by Megan Fun of Sports. Yes, absolutely. We Uh, can remove your tattoos for you. We have so many good business ideas. We do. The combine idea where, you know, we help people, Good Samaritans, tattoo removal. I mean, we're going to pitch a show with Zach Wilson's mom where she Mm -hmm. just, we'll get to that a little bit more. But I thought it might be kind of fun if we did um, a short little power ranking of chest tattoos Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have many. I searched the internet this morning, but um, one that I forgot about, and I don't know how I forgot about it, is former Alabama quarterback A.J. McCarron got a giant chest tattoo uh, that had the words Bama Boy, Ma, and Pops included in it, and also a cross and a bunch of other random things. Not a great-looking tattoo for A.J. McCarron. No, um, I do tend to think that as I, as I looked at that, he's, he's pasty white, you know? Um, and so I do tend to think that tattoos look better on, mm, I don't know how to say this, not pasty white boys. Okay. I, I think I agree with you. I don't know if that's racist or not, but I agree with you. I mean, I honestly, like when I think of different iconic tattoos in sports, I really think of Birdman. And I, like, don't even know what his tattoos are, but, like, just, like, the... He's just covered in them. I like his tattoos, though. Yeah. Well, and, you know, he went through some really insane story. I'm gonna get some of these details wrong. Okay, you're nodding. Have we talked about this before? No, Where, we like, haven't, but I know all ba- about Birdman's. He was, like, framed in a, like catfish that was also underage but none of it was true yeah it was a weird story sort of like uh the guy from notre dame why i don't know why his name is escaping uh, me. manti teo manti teo it was like that but on steroids yeah fake girlfriend thing um but it um, wasn't his fault so we say justice for Birdman over and here we like at his tattoos. sports yeah. we like his tattoos if you have any interesting neck tattoos please send them over to us we want to examine them all and make sure that they're better than Tyler Heroes i do wonder what his girlfriend who he had issues with as we talked about earlier this summer what she thinks of the nipple placement of this tattoo Ugh, i just imagined her i this is disgusting i can't even say it I imagined her licking his nipple. <laughs> One of the first, like, moms I met post-having Conrad um, was a lady at a party, and we really hit it off. We're, you know, talking about all about our birth process and breastfeeding, and she had, like, eight face tattoos. Wow. And she was my friend. I, said, I love it. This is being a mom in L.A. <laughs> I'm in a Madewell romper, and she's got no hate on her eyelids. <laughs> Um, okay, getting away from tattoos, the Knicks are front runners to land Donovan Mitchell in a trade. We talked about this earlier in the show. I think this is going to be a little ways down the road until this happens. Um, Utah is taking its time. They have Danny Ainge. We all saw the viral sensational clip with uh, the fingers pointing and Windhurst, you know, talking about Danny Ainge, how he wants to move all of these players for assets. They're basically doing what the Celtics did when they cleaned house and brought Brad Stevens in and then went and got T. 
Tatum and Brown and all of those guys. That's what's going on in Utah right now. So they're looking for a place to put Donovan Mitchell. The Knicks want Donovan Mitchell and are willing to overpay for him, which we've talked about here is stupid because he doesn't win you a championship, although he is a really good player. Yeah. Eddie is our resident Knicks fan. I don't really have too many thoughts on this except uh, – Nick's, what what are you doing? Um, spend on a different player? Do you have any thoughts on this? I mean, I think the trade that the Knicks need to do is their owner. So it's like, it's kind of, um, you know, there's already, this isn't the saying, but it's something like this of like, there's already shit in the recipe. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's James Dolan. So it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, you can, you can give me truffles and, um, and foie gras. Um, is that illegal but, now in New York? I know it's going illegal places. Okay, I don't even like it, so PETA, please don't come for me. But I'm just saying, like, if you have champagne and there's shit in the glass, it doesn't really matter what vintage it is. And in this metaphor, James Dolan is the shit, and the glass is the Knicks. So, I, and I feel like we kind of heard that everybody in Utah turned on Donovan Mitchell because he sort of quit on the team and wanted out of there. It it doesn't seem like it's going to be an amicable parting that something like that, you go to New York, that's exacerbated by the media and by the fan base and just by being the Knicks. I just don't think this makes a lot of sense for either party, but I don't know. He's going somewhere. Elsewhere in New York, reports say it seems likely that the Nets will move on from KD and Kyrie. It makes... I, I, I think the Nets should just keep them. I think this is ridiculous because no matter what they do, they're going to take a loss. You're not going to be able to replace Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. I don't care how many league-ready players you get. You're not going to replace those two guys. So I think if the Nets want this to work, they just suck it up and they figure out a way to cater to KD and Kyrie. I know your husband wants them in LA. I know there's a lot of rumors circulating, but if you're New York, if you're in the Nets, you find a way to keep them and make them happy. I'm to the point where I'm like, this story is annoying to me, where it's like, just tell us when it's done. Because, and maybe that's my own personal issue because I'm living with a psycho um, who's teaching our son about Kyrie. Um, But it's like, it just... I need to be alerted when it's done. I cannot be on the Kyrie KD like news cycle. It, it's just, it's too frustrating. What does teaching your son about Kyrie entail? Um, so I think it's an education about his time on the Cavs championship team um, and the shot. And then also... I know he's skipping out the vax, um, so he's not educating him about that debacle or that he only played half of the season this year. But um, I think it's a lot about LeBron and Kyrie's friendship and how they're destined to be together and that he is going to be on the Lakers and that that is going to bring the Lakers another title. I don't know if you hearing these same reports, too, that uh, LeBron and Russell Westbrook are not speaking right now. And that bums me out. You are Russell Westbrook's biggest fan, his yes. last supporter. Yes. You are a Russell Westbrook stan. Yeah. Um, I get it. I think not speaking is a little harsh. Yeah. But, listen... 
he's my husband actually says that sometimes I'm like Russell Westbrook with jokes because it's just high volume and not a lot of not a lot of hits. So. Okay, that's what my husband says. I'm LeBron of podcasts. He says a lot of minutes, not all of them great. Hmm. So, so wow, we have a similar insult <laughs> from our husbands. Do they talk to each other about this? Yeah, because when he called me the LeBron of podcasts, I was like, I'm the GOAT. And he was like, no, 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 just the amount. You're the LeBron, the amount you do. <laughs> he actually calls me West Brick, as far as jokes go. A lot of volume, not, not a lot Rude, of I hate that name. I hate that. Well, I just don't like that they were yelling at him with his adorable family there. I wish I could slap every Lakers fan. Um, okay, let's take... Oh, wait, we do have one we, little... I was just... Yeah, I can't believe family. I was going to say, speaking I can't. of I can't families. Okay. And I know you're tired of the NBA news. No, I know I'm not this. I know you've been in a coma. You haven't this. followed no. sports, but I know you followed one story. Yes. Tristan yes. Thompson was seen partying in Greece with a woman after it was announced within hours that he's having another child via surrogate with Khloe Kardashian. Now, there's a lot of things we don't know about this. The child could already be here is what I'm reading. She might be far along in her pregnancy. We have no idea. But there also is more Kardashian drama as it relates to Devin Booker as well. Apparently, and I forget which Kardashian he's dating because I don't do a good job following them, but they're back together. Kendall. Kendall and Booker are back together. They broke up last week. Now they're together again. And Tristan is going to be a baby daddy for Chloe, but he's partying with women in Greece. Okay, so I just, the surrogate part is the, craziest part to me because that means that you have brought in a third party a doctor like this is not just we hooked up and whoopsie daisy you are spending probably to be a kardashian surrogate i bet you're getting high six figures maybe even a million dollars so they are spending time energy and science to run this one back and this is a man who, I, 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 like, at this point, it's like, Chloe, what are we doing? What, what are we doing? I, I, the internet exploded when this happened. And then, yes, immediately holding hands in the streets of Greece. I, I just... With a I, woman that's not Chloe. Uh, no, no. I, I, and, like, Chloe could be there. You know, she's not pregnant. Um, so... It's tr- where is Lamar? Is Lamar o- is Lamar okay? I-, I just at this point, it's like Lamar is a kind, wonderful person who I think really loved Chloe. I wish they were still together. And like obviously, he, he has issues and and I believe has worked through them. But it's like I want Chloe away from Tristan, but Chloe doesn't want that for herself. And I'm not even someone who like follows the Kardashians. I've never watched the TV show, and I watch a lot of weird TV. And I'm still like, girl. Absolutely not. Who, I wonder who initiated this conversation. Um, So they're having a surrogate, which means, like, did they get a sperm donor? Did they get an egg donor? What does this mean? No, I'm guessing it means they took her egg and his sperm, combined them, and then put it in the surrogate. So they are, it'll be biologically both of their child. This this person is just carrying the baby for them. Wow. This is very expensive and very hard to do. Yeah, and then 
if you have a surrogate, are you, I mean, I'm sure because they're the Kardashians, are they paying for their diet? Are they Everything. Paying and that's what I'm saying. It's probably pills, a million. It's probably a million dollars. Would you be a surrogate for a million dollars? You were just pregnant. So you can answer this. For a million? More logically than me. Yeah. For a million, I'd do it. So you'd do another 14 month pregnancy for $1 million. Yes. And deliver. Yes. And the reality is my husband may need to pay me $1 million to do it again. Because right now the answer for me is absolutely yes, but I've never gone through it. You just went through it. So a mil? You, yeah. A mil? I mean... 500K. Yeah. yeah. Probably still doing it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I have a mortgage now, so... <laughs> <laughs> but, it, yeah, I bet they'd be like, you can't drink and you can't smoke weed. And then it's like, oh, God. So I have to, like, really do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they'd probably put you on a strict diet, too. None of this term I just made up that's called California pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> And these are jokes, sort of. Um, Okay, so let's take a quick break, and then we will be back with some NFL news. We are back, and we are... Can we start with the fun story? Yeah, start with the fun story. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so it came out this week, a linebacker from the Minnesota Vikings, Ben Labor, was set on, told Zach Gelb of CBS Radio that former Minnesota Vikings coach, a good friend of the show, Mike (laughs) Zimmer, who, if you remember, if you've been listening to the show for a long time, we give major props to Mike Zimmer because he was dating this woman that is way out of his league. She's a total smoke show. She's a model. And Mike Zimmer, not a looker whatsoever. Anyways, this news came out that Mike Zimmer despised Kirk Cousins. So the quote coming out of this interview is, I mean, it's not like I'm breaking any news here that Mike Zimmer didn't like Kirk Cousins. And I think that showed in the way that Kirk behaved and the way that he carried himself. The team was never given to him and he was never allowed to earn the trust of the team because the head coach didn't like him. This is major news for Minnesota yeah. sports fans who've been through hell and back for, I don't know, the yeah. past 20 years. They haven't really won much of anything. Now that Mike Zimmer's gone, this could be good news for Vikings fans. Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of an interesting story in the fact that Kirk Cousins is the one still there. So it's like, was it a two-way street? Did Kirk, Kirk Cousins like kind of seem simple, and I, and I mean that. No, I don't mean that with respect. Um, So it's like, I bet he didn't even, I bet he doesn't have it in him to dislike people. Like, he seems kind of like a lab, you know? Like, it's just like, oh, you just, like, frolic and are happy and maybe not that smart. Um, But he remains. And at one point, the Vikings made him the highest paid quarterback for, like, a week. Like, he got a big deal. So it's like the team, the owners, the GM... They were invested in him, and I think it probably makes sense that that's maybe one of the main reasons Mike Zimmer is no longer there. All I'm saying is I've been very excited about fantasy football, and this, I mean, Justin Jefferson was already way up there on my list. Now knowing this little nugget about Kirk Cousins and Mike Zimmer, Justin Jefferson all the way up on my big board, and I think everybody should take notes there. Could be Minnesota's year. To win the NFC North? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, there's not many good teams in that. No, it's just they have to beat the Packers. Yeah. You know, it's really um, one of the most dominated divisions in sports in general because it's just the Packers um, who end up winning. Oh, sorry. 
I forgot that you're from Chicago. <laughs> Oh, they're, but they're bad, did. and I don't like the Bears. So no, fine. I truly okay. did forget. I truly no, did forget. It's okay. I forget sometimes too, it's because I'm not a Bears fan. But with the White Sox, I never forget. Never. Um, okay, so Megan referred to that as the fun story because it's the, just fun because Mike Zimmer is yeah you know, no 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 and I'm and assuming I, dating hot women. I, well, they broke up. Um, she said, "You're not the Vikings coach anymore," and I'm meaning that because that's like not that cool. Um, so the not fun story that has emerged is that we still do not know what Deshaun Watson's suspension is going to be, and reports are coming out that the NFLPA, with Deshaun Watson and his lawyers, may sue the NFL if Watson is suspended for the entire season. And I believe they think the ground for that are that a grand jury decided not to um, continue on to trial. Uh, so uh, it, it's so difficult when these stories come out because the comments are just so bad. Um, and so it's like, I want to dive into it and I want to get, but I, I, I find myself filled with rage and wanting to fight men on the internet all day. And obviously I can't do that. I have a man to raise. Um, but I think a lot of people think this is bluffing that they're just saying this, uh, ahead of what the ruling is to go, well, I broke up with you first, you know, like one of those, like you're going to break up with me. I break up with you that they're not actually going to sue and that they're really not going to have any grounds to sue. Megan, what do you, what do you think? I think it's an interesting time for the NFL because I think it was two owners meetings ago, maybe one owners meeting ago. I've lost a year with the pandemic, but there was really a push from the NFL to say, listen, we are not the law here. We don't want to, we want the due process takeout, handle that. And then we'll handle the sus suspension separately. And then now you have this Watson case, which the evidence is overwhelming. Yet you look at what the law said and what happened in the courts. And you're like, okay, well, it doesn't really add up. So I feel like the NFL is in this situation here where they said, listen, we didn't want to be the lawmakers, but now we're in a situation where we really have to be the lawmakers. But then the lawmakers said that this, the grand jury turned this aside and said that there's no evidence, but obviously the evidence is overwhelming. I think we're going to be let down. I truly yeah. believe, and I've been saying it for, I think, three weeks now on this podcast, I, I have a feeling it's going to be eight games with a chance to appeal for six. I think yeah. it should be the season. Will it be the season? I don't yeah. think so. And I'm just prepared for that. If there's a reason it's been getting pushed off, and I keep telling myself every Friday, today's the day, because unfortunately, I think it's going to be a Friday news dump situation. Mm-hmm which isn't right either, but mm -hmm. I think that's the way the league's going to handle it. Yeah, so the other, be, uh, the other bit of info that's come out is that the Houston Texans organization has settled with many of the uh, victims and accusers. I believe all, all of them, yeah. And, and I, I think the thing that bums me out, in addition to all the things that bum me out about this story, is that I really hate that the NFLPA even has to take up for him. Um, because when I think of the NFLPA, I like to think of them fighting for health care, for better pay for guys that are not the famous famous. like for, for the rights of players. Yes. For the play, for, the good, they mean, they put their bodies on the line all the time. This money isn't guaranteed. Their life yes. after football isn't the same. There's a lot of question marks. I think the players should be looked after. 
when it's if you told me it's NFL versus NFLPA, I would say nine times out of ten, I go, I want to be on the side of the NFLPA because that's who speaks for the players. And I think of the NFL as speaking for the owners. Um, and so I just <sighs> and and we saw this when when he was going to be traded was that a lot of players support him. Um, and there's obviously a brotherhood and a code and all this bullshit, but it's like, I think this is just a guy that you cannot stand behind. Um, he did really egregious things habitually and was aided by a team, but I, I just, I just don't even like that the NFLPA has to be a part of this. And I know that they are, I hope they're begrudging to it though. Like I hope they don't want to, but it's one of those, like, everybody deserves a good defense attorney type things. Um, but I, I fear that it's not, unfortunately. The other problem is Deshaun Watson still is a really good quarterback, and if and when he plays this season. Um, I, I've been talking about fantasy for this show. I mean, I'm not saying I'm going to draft Deshaun Watson. I'm not going to draft Deshaun Watson. No. Um, unless a situation comes where I need a quarterback and I have to draft no, Deshaun Watson. No, Megan! But... There's going to come a time where he's going to do cool football things, and we're going to have to talk about those cool football things, and it's going to be a weird time. But what if he does it? This year he might not. He might sit out this whole year. Maybe he's bad at football suddenly. He already sat out a whole year last year. I don't know. I know. So we have. I kind of forgot what he looks like playing quarterback. Yeah. So that's the NFL. It is <laughs> fun it is a and not fun. But there is some arguing and some Twitter drama going on in the NFL. And this is what I love about the year 2022. God, I almost thought we were in 2021 still. I know. It's bizarre. Um, Leonard Fournette was arguing on Twitter because a Tampa Bay Times reporter said that he showed up to camp weighing 260 pounds and that the organization was mad at him because he's way out of shape. And he said, wait, 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 wait a second. I'm only 245. You're all lying. And I just love when the players snap back at the media as if this is their fault because clearly somebody in the organization is not happy with the weight of Leonard Fournette. So they told a reporter that he weighed 260, and the reporter went and ran with it. Now Fournette takes it out on the reporter. But really, at the end of the day, Fournette, Tampa Bay is not happy that you're 245. I think he left the season like 217 or something like that. So he chunked up a little bit this offseason. Okay. We know okay. he's getting a little older. So what? Well, listen, I mean, Tampa's got the best quarterback of all time, Tom Brady, who I hate coming back. And this is his running back weighing 245. They lost Gronk. They, you know, they're down weapons. Is this going to cut it for Leonard Fournette? Just saying. Well, maybe he's bulking up because he they had some losses. And he goes, I'll be Gronk and Leonard. I'll be two people in he's one. He's transitioning to tight end. I'm just, listen, I'm not at the training camp weight I want to be at either. And so you know I feel for all of these athletes when they talk about their body and their weight. I, and I know it's their job and it's their business, but I it just bums, it just makes me sad because it's like, I bet Leonard had a nice time and was eating some delicious food and he's going to get into shape. And it's like, shut Leave them but alone. they're also making millions of dollars. And I know. over here talking. I know. I just get screen. sad. I just get sad because. Did you hear I Conrad? I just heard your baby cry. <laughs> <laughs> and then CJ like sounded like he was running. Oh boy, what's <laughs> going on out there? <laughs> uh oh. See, he doesn't like body shaming either. Conrad um, comes in. 
Okay, quickly transitioning to baseball, we are recording on the day of the All-Star Game, so we don't know what the outcome is, but it is here in Los Angeles. The city is not a buzz, um, but I do have No, the city doesn't care when stuff happens, unless it's like the Oscars, really. What a bummer. I feel like I I know more people talking about the Nope premiere than MLB All-Star Game. Wow. There's ba- there's little banners up, and I mean, we live close to the stadium, so it's like, this is the area, but... Well, the Home Run Derby was on Monday. I thought yeah. it was fantastic. I love the Home Run Derby. I feel like Pete Alonso has really been somebody who's pushed the Home Run Derby back into relevance because he takes it so seriously. He wants us to be part of his brand. He did not win. Juan Soto won the Home Run Derby, and it's very ironic that he won, because it was just days after he turned down a $440 million contract extension with the Washington Nationals. And he beat Julio Ramirez, who is on the rookie league minimum for Major League Baseball. So Juan Soto wins this money, not that he needs it, because he's probably going to sign a deal for $500 million later this week. So crazy. I mean, and it's I just, baseball, so it's all guaranteed. I just said that I would... <laughs> carry a baby and give birth for one million and it's like ugh, Juan Soto will you play baseball for five million and he's like I guess 440 million dollars turns it down and at all the press conferences his agent Scott Boris who is a legend is sitting next to him just you know fielding questions for him and talking about why there are rumors that the Mets might sign Soto But if you're going to turn down a $440 million deal, this is the way to do it. He had to win the home run derby, and he delivered. Oh, gosh. I wonder what he did in L.A. after. Because, like, the city's not a buzz, but I think the players are a buzz, if you know what I mean. We got a lot of Instagram models out here. Ooh. So the Mets want Soto. And during the home run derby, I know, did you watch... No, I was at a dinner. That's okay. You didn't watch. I watched, and Marte of the Mets wants him so bad, he was like his hype man. He held the trophy for him while he did interviews. He is there with the chain. He's cheering him on because he's like, dude, we can be teammates. We can win a World Series together. All you have to do is come here. The only problem is this is going to cost the Mets a whole yeah. lot of money. And I know right now they are in position to win it all. But there are a lot of other options for the Mets. I mean, a lot of cheaper options for the Mets that can accomplish a lot of things. Like they can try, they can sign Trey Mancini, which makes me sad because the Orioles have been so fun and I want their organization to be buyers, not sellers at the deadline. But unfortunately for Orioles fans, they think they're going to be sellers. Sorry, guys, but um, it will be interesting to see what happens to Juan Soto and if he ends up on the Mets, but I have to give it to Marte because he did everything in his power to make sure that Soto got a good impression of what life could be like playing in Queens. They're playing in Queens, right? They play in Queens. I think Sal's going to need to open up his pocketbook and chip in. Going to say, here's 100 bucks towards that 500000000 million. I know it's not a lot, but Sal, I think you got to pony up at least 100 Oh, he'll pony up at least a hundred. He told me that uh, he would give us five grand to start our show for uh, Zach Wilson's mom. <laughs> I thought you meant just this show. I'm like, I want it. No, um, Zach Wilson's mother. We didn't talk about this in the NFL last week. We talked about all the drama and how Zach slept with one of her friends, and she revealed which friend it was not. 
And yeah. Megan and I would like to host a show with her on it every single week where we reveal all the friend drama. So her revealing which friend it's not, to me, says then it is a friend. Like, then there, then there is truth to it. Um, we need a show once a week where she just comes on and was like, well. Yeah, like The Bachelor. You thought it was this one. Or Survivor. Survivor MILF style. Oh, I love it. The All-Star Game. We are recording before it happens. Do you like the National League or the American League to win it all? What I really don't like is the jerseys. Um, so I don't like that. So you're just not cheering for anybody? Yeah, basically. I mean, I love my Mookie, so I'm cheering for Mookie. Okay. All right. I am upset with the placement of this All-Star game because my White Sox just got hot. They... Won three of four against the Minnesota Twins, who are atop the division. And now the White Sox are only three and a half games back at the All-Star break. They are two, they're three and a half games out of the wild card. They're two and a half games out of first place in the division. So I think this is a good spot for them to be. They're not going to fire Tony La Russa, even no. though we all want it to happen. It's just no. not going to happen. So we're just no. going to have to deal with it. Um, they have several All-Stars. I think this kind of stops their momentum a little bit or, or it can serve another purpose and they yeah. come right back recharged I think re-energized. so they beat the guardians of cleveland i'm taking the american league tonight and i got my eyes on tim anderson okay i i want nothing more than for the white Sox to be good for you and for me and for my cousin who works for the white Sox, who will be getting married during baseball season gosh i wonder how that's gonna work out um so i wish you all the best i really do okay really really quick um college football there's a lot of debates with nils all of these coaches are really mad now they're thinking that we should put in a cap limit should okay a college football cap I well think then let's put a salary this. let's put a salary limit for coaches then too yeah brian kelly's making 10 million dollars a year 10 million dollars a year all these athletes want is one piece of the pie and suddenly the coaches are realizing oh my god we can't win games without good football players what they're all such assholes, um, and I'm happy this is happening to them. And I'm happy it's happening to the NCAA in general. Yeah, you're over there in Big Ten country. Yeah, which now has um, UCLA and USC. <laughs> I don't understand it, but I'll take it, because that means Purdue's going to come out here and play games. L.A., capital of Big Ten country. Yes, the Midwest, L.A. So you've had a rough week. I have. I wanted to end the show with... Um, you sharing some words with us about your good friend, Jack Knight, who unfortunately passed away this past weekend. Yeah. And he would really make fun of me for even doing this. Um, but I, I mostly wanted to share his name so people could go and look up his work. Um, he was so much bigger than his work. He was so funny, so mean. That's what I'm going to miss the most is all the mean, crazy shit he did. Very unpredictable. Um, (laughs) a wonderful, wild, cool human being. Um, and I'm, I'm sure some of you have probably seen, there were a lot of comedians sharing um, just our sadness about Jack being gone. But Jack, 
along with his friends who are also amazing, made an incredible show called Bust Down. Uh, there's one season of it, so it'll be a fast watch. It is on Peacock. And then I had the honor of getting to work with Jack on both seasons of Pause with Sam J. That is on HBO. And he's in every single episode of it. In one of the episodes, he does an amazing scene in high heels. And he, I'm going to miss him dearly. And... I'm sad for everyone who did not get to see or experience him, but look up his work and just know that whew, a lot of a lot of people are hurting and it's tough. It's a tough world. And as I've said on this show before, just try and be kind when you can, because life is brutal enough and you just really, you don't know what someone is going through. And I say that because I want people to be nicer to me. <laughs> so be nice to me and help a mom if you see her struggling. But, um, yeah, I, I loved, I loved Jack so, so, so much and nothing would make me happier than for people that listen to this to go and get to see some of the really cool stuff that he did. I'm going to do that as soon as we get done recording the show right now. And we are all thinking of you, um, Eddie and I, and all of our listeners. Our, our thoughts are with you. Our thoughts are with Jack and his family. And um, I do love that you said he was so much more than his work. Because I think a lot of us in this world of sports, media, entertainment, we get defined by our work. And hearing you say that, it, it resonates in a lot of ways for me personally and for a lot of friends I have in this, this industry who oftentimes are defined by their work and it's mm -hmm. important to remember that these are these are people as well. Yeah. And they're way cooler <laughs> than <laughs> any of the bullshit that networks let us do, for sure. Um, okay, well, Megan, thank you so much for jumping on this episode with me. I had so much fun catching up with you. I hope people slow down on your street. Thank you. And um, <laughs> I hope they figure out a way to address the issue of jerseys at the All-Star Game. Thank you. <laughs> I wish your husband best of luck in um, teaching your son about Kyrie. We will be back next week with another edition of Megan Fun of Sports. Training camp is next week, you yes, guys. They're putting so the pads on. Bucket We're about hat season. Get... Yes, it's bucket hat season. The Colts are going to be back. We're going to see a whole new version of Megan. <laughs> And it's not going to be good. <laughs> it's going to be great. All right, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye.